welcome to the second season here at the Greater Guild. I am your host, Pastor Brandon, and I just want to say welcome, welcome, welcome. It has been a year (laughs) for most of us, but I just want to get into something, and something that really causes a lot of problems for a lot of people, and that is, you know, we hear the phrase, what would Jesus do? I mean, it's like you see it on wristbands, you see it on car bumpers, you see it everywhere. It's like, what would Jesus do? And that's all great. What would Jesus do? Well, Jesus would do this, blah, 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 blah. We get it. But the problem is, is that in our world, we always act on what to do. And the unfortunate matter is, is that what would we undo? Now, a lot of people say, oh, that's just going back in the past saying what we should have changed and what we shouldn't have done and blah, blah, this, blah, blah, that. You know, I would have changed this because I regret it. It's it's not really this type of undoing when we talk about our series this week and the next four being what would Jesus undo. What we're talking about here is let's look at how everything has happened in the world, especially with religion, and where do we change it? You know, how do we change? And the first part of this whole series is basically called indifference. And we know what indifference is. You know, it's like, well, it's the apathetic actions or lack thereof that really we don't care. And what I mean we don't care, it's like we care, but it's not really a part of us. It shouldn't be a part of us. We shouldn't really take too much notice. Those type of things. You know, driving on the highway, we see somebody on the road. Oh, they'll be okay. Those are type of things. And in Jesus' time, he was really teaching about how to be very proactive in your faith. The problem was is that it turned into a religion and all these dogmatic issues. You know, think the Catholic Church with over 40 feast days and You'll get the idea. But when we come to indifference today in the spirit, and especially when it comes to our faith, it's a little bit different in that there are people out there that say, well, I'm a Christian. What are you doing about it? And they go, wow, I have all this stuff I have to do. You know, I have this, I have that, and I just really can't get to church. Or, you know, I really don't pray that much. Or I really don't do this, that you know, makes me an active person in faith. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that this is a bad thing in a general sense, but the prolonged nature of it makes the indifference so much more impactful in your life. Uh, Statistically, and you can go online, Google's great for this, is you can see a lot of statistics. And for those people who just proclaim that they're of one faith or another, you know, It's shown, hey, they live a little bit better lives, a little bit happier. But when you see the difference between those who are basically indifferent to their faith and those who are really active in their faith, then there's a wider margin. They're happy. It doesn't mean that they don't, you know, suffer the same things that, you know, the average person does. You know, everybody, you know, has their own trials, tribulations and problems. Don't get me wrong. I do, too. But when you look at it from the statistical point, point, you see that people just say that they're, you know, faithful and those who are active in their faith, then there's a wider margin. Those who are really active tend to have a much more positive outlook in their life. They have a much better uh, focus in their life. And that without 
that hard active faithfulness in their faith you know you could see the people who don't have that active faith the ones who are indifferent it's really a night and day look i've seen it at churches i've seen it just in the world myself doesn't mean that i don't understand those people because i used to be yes i'm christian and that would be the end of the of the conversation yes i'm christian and i go to church you know on the required days easter and christmas you know that's what i'm talking about that's all i had and my life really wasn't as as fruitful as i would have loved it i've gotten active not just as a pastor but when i really started getting a little bit more active in my faith you know praying daily doing a little bit more to make things a little bit better reading my bible every day i found that my outlook on life just turned a little bit sharper to a more positive outlook it doesn't mean that i don't see the problems of the world and go oh well it can get better i don't use rose colored glasses here but what i do is because of my activity and my activeness as being a very faithful person i tend to look at things in a much more different light it's not rose colored glasses it's okay we have this first of all i'm going to pray about it and then here's what i'm going to do about it that's what makes it so much more positive to being active in your faith instead of being indifferent and we're going to look at two causes of indifference because these are common causes today. The first one is self-sufficiency, and we should know about that because self-sufficiency is like we want to be, you know, be able to pay for that car with cash. You know, all this stuff we, you know, we want to pay that, and you know, with credit cards these days, that's really even more easier to do. But when we look at self-sufficiency, it really isn't a really great thing when it comes to long-term spiritual and fulfillment. To give you an understanding, you know, in Revelations it says, you say I am rich. I have acquired wealth and do not need a thing. But do you not realize that you are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked? Now we're using a different version from what we use, but the feeling is the same when you read in the message. So what is it that we are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked to? Well, we look more at what do we need to start our day? Do you need a coffee? Do you need to get on Facebook? Uh, I have to order that thing for my kids. Uh, well, now that I have Netflix and chill, I don't need to go to the theater. I just can stay at home. I'm comfortable. It really is more of a comfort level when we look at self-sufficiency. And while that's all great when we look at our world, when we go into the spiritualness of our life and the faithfulness of our life, it kind of really doesn't work out very well. You know, as the song, you can't have one without the other. Well, it's true in one aspect, but when we come to our faith, it's kind of like you have to have a balancing point. That doesn't mean that I don't Netflix and chill. It doesn't mean that I don't use, you know, Amazon Prime. It doesn't mean I don't go on my iPhone and check emails and all that. It doesn't mean that I can't live without coffee. I really can't, seriously. I can't live without my coffee in the morning. So, <clears throat> come out with that. So. But when I balance it, I just do different things, and I can get into that later. The other aspect of this is we have distractions in our world. Not just in our immediate world, but in the world in general, especially in these days and age, ages of, of, of COVID. But we need to know more about how this happens. So here's what I'm saying, is we have bills to pay, places to be, people to meet, 
you know, we have selfies to take if you're one of those type of people. But also our everyday chores, dishes, laundry, cleaning the house, you know, get stuff done for our cars, our vehicles, so that we can get to our jobs and all that. And that's not unimportant, but they're distractions. You can put them as part of your life and still be very heavily in your faith when you combine. As I said, in the last one, it's like you have to find a balance. And in Mark, this this distraction aspect is really prominent. And it says there in Mark, you know, but the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth and the desires for other things come in and choke the word, making it unfruitful. And what Mark here is saying is that if we just pursue the today aspect of our lives and not look at the future, not just in our goals in life, but you know our spiritual future, where we're going to be here, our family's going to be taken care of, we don't have a long-term goal when we're only working on worldly aspects. And that's hard. That's awful, isn't it? Because now it's like we've stopped doing what we can to be a better person and help our communities and really focus on ourselves. Now, that doesn't say that we shouldn't focus on ourselves because in order for us to help the world, we've got to be able to be you know, strong for ourselves. We've got to be able to be to, to look at our health, to look at our mental and, 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 and physical. Financially, we've got to be really willing to go to be able to put forth the effort because, hey, this world needs cash and that's how you pay for things. But as I said, what are things that we can do to really bring up the spiritual fire? As it says, as it you know, how do we find that balance? Well, easy thing that I can give to you, and one thing that is really awesome to think about is this, every day do something that requires faith, okay? Now, you may be sitting there as a non-believer going, oh, I don't really believe in God, I don't... Try this, okay? Just just try this for me, you know? Take 30 days and put yourself as someone who is a faith believer, okay? And just go, you know, pray, you know, every day do something that requires faith. Well, what does that mean? Well, every day pray okay and i'm not saying pray when there's a pop quiz in in your in in high school if you're a high school student or in any school but look at it from a different point of view i get up and i'm like whether i'm feeling great or terrible it's like okay god here's what here's here's the issue and i pray to god saying okay here's my issue right now or hey i'm great to be up today but I go through a couple of steps that go through that happening, you know, try to get my life back onto the spiritual path is basically, you know, hey, God, how's everything? You know, I may not hear an answer back directly, but I'll tell you this, you know, just having that one to one conversation with God and saying, hey, how's things going? You know, here's how I'm feeling. You know, here's what I would love to see later. Here's what I would love to see now. Having that conversation, it says, okay. I'm ready to go on with the rest of the day because now I'm like, okay, God's got my back. I can go on and say, okay, well, what what did I want for today? Okay, then I have my goals set out because that was in my prayer. It's it's one of those life balancing. When I pour in my coffee, which I have to have every day, you know, I'm going, okay, God, this, you know, I got the cup of Joe. Okay, we need to do this. We need to do this. And I tell God what I want to do for that day. And for some strange reason, I don't always get to it. But when I do, I feel a lot better. And these are mundane things, but it is so powerful in the long-term aspect of your faith. 
Believe it or not. Some people say prayer doesn't work. I say prayer works, but it doesn't work the way others think it works. It's not like a genie in a lamp. You don't rub, you know, you don't rub the word of God and say, hey, give me this, and it happens. You talk to God and say, okay, this is what I'm planning on doing. And you get to a point where it's like, hey, you know, maybe this isn't gonna work, or maybe this will work today. But that doesn't mean that God isn't working for you. As I said, my conversations with God is basically, okay, so here's how I feel, you know, or I did something really stupid yesterday. And trust me, when when something stupid happens, God hears from it, especially from me. <laughs> and I, I, I swear, him, Jesus, and my guardian angel are looking down at me sometimes and laughing their butts off, or in the other aspect going, oh my gosh, how could you be so stupid? Okay? So... If you don't think that way, you know, it's a really, it's okay. That's, you know, I, I've offended more people with that analogy than anything else. But as I see it like this is your prayers can be fruitful. Maybe not for your outside motives, maybe not for your worldly motives, but for your spiritualness. A lot of people think that prayer doesn't work. Look at the guy who had 120, uh, I think it's 127 hours where he was stuck in a rock. One of the things he said that's really not promoted in the movie is he prayed daily. You don't think prayer doesn't work? Don't think faith had anything to do with him being, you know, stuck in that rock? You know, you're you're 127 out, you know, hours in that position. You tell me. He came out of it. Yeah, he, you know, he had he lost a, li- a portion of his limb, but he got through it. And that's what a lot of these these gurus and stuff like that don't tell you is that prayer really is powerful when it's a part of your life you're active in it so that's why i say take the 30-day prayer challenge just when you wake up say okay god you know this is what i have to do today i hopefully we can get through this without too many problems and if you have problems like i say you know okay god you know hopefully i i'm not gonna you know blow up i'm not gonna be this antagonistic bastard you know i don't want to be like that So as we close it out, you know, there is something I really, really like to put put, um, forth here. Two more, um, oh, I can't think today now. (laughs) Sorry. Um, It's two more um, verses, and it's from Revelations chapter 3. The first one is, I correct and discipline everyone I love. So be diligent and turn from your indifference. Okay, that's what we're talking about when it comes to faith. Just be diligent and turn from the indifference. Don't just be a you know, eh, it's okay. The second one is, in fact, it's actually the next verse, and it's basically this: Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. That's the invitation for you to be active because let's say God does come to your door, knocks a couple of times. Are you there to help and open the door? Because he'll sit with you. He wants to know your day. He wants to know everything about you. Now, I may sound like one of those Southern preachers on this, but for me at least, when I started being very active in my faith and started, you know, looking at prayer as being a daily routine, I do it morning, noon, and night. It just became a routine when I took my own prayer challenge of 30 days. And it has worked a lot more. My outlook on life has been a lot more positive my my thought process has become a lot more clear it may not be here in this message because this is not a scripted message but for me to just go and unscripted tell you how i feel about being indifference to faith and having a full or active faith 
should really tell you something. I don't know what it's going to tell you, because I'm not you. But for me, it tells me that I'm really to go out on a limb, tell you to be active in your faith, and to be a joyful person, because that's what you're going to get out of it. So when we do a 30-day challenge, like I'm doing right now, you know, try it once a day, and just unload on God. He's the best therapist you're going to have, because he doesn't talk back. And you may actually find a little bit better understanding about yourself where you can correct your own behavior on the worldly and let God correct your behavior spiritually. It does happen, but you have to be patient for it. So that concludes it for here. Come back to us next week. We're going to continue on What Would Jesus Undo? And I am presenter Brandon, and you have a great rest of your week.